Welcome to Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. We open up this 11th podcast with a little segment live from South Bend. Myself, Jameson, the Hokie fan, and Pat, the Irish fan, was there last week for the big Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame matchup. So we're going to take a little bit of a uh, live peek of what that sounded like on game day to start our podcast. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cover 3U College Football <laughs> Degenerates Podcast, live from South Bend. We're about an hour from kickoff from the Hokies versus the Irish. I'm your Hokie fan, Jameson, here with Pat. Hi. Hey, how Hi. you feeling, Pat? I'm, I, I am just fine. Just hey, fine. Denver. What an atmosphere here, I tell you, buddy. What do you think the keys to the game well, are today? Let me ask you, what do you think of the atmosphere? I tell you what, I've been to a lot of college football environments. This is a historic, unique environment. Probably one of the tops I've ever been. Look at this. We got Hokies here. We got I- Hokies! We got Hokies. We got Irish. The, the, the Hokie fans have traveled well, but this place is special, man. It's very special. A very friendly crowd. Special guest from Dana Ford! <laughs> Woo! And those of you who listen to her podcast, that's my wife. She's she's a little rowdy, but... Uh, I, I, I'm a little fucking rowdy. That's what a lot on the radio is it? But it's, it's oh, awesome. you should hear me. Hokie! We're having a good time here, as you can tell, here on the College that's Football Degenerates. Hey! But uh, as we headed to the stadium here, this is, uh, to answer your question, it's it's one of the top, one of the best here in South Bend. I appreciate you having us here. But uh, what do you think is going to be the outcome of this game today? I think it's going to be a tight one. I really do. I said 24-20. I'm sticking to it. I think Notre Dame wins 24-20. I think you're right. My guess was, what, 31-20 yeah. Irish, but... Uh, it's unique. Both teams are in a unique situation. One team seems to be digressing a little bit. One team seems to be progressing. We'll see how it goes. This is a pivotal game for both teams. But I just wanted to say South Bend is a place to go to if you're a college football fan. Uh, and it, if you need some direction, ask my friend Pat here. You're you're like a pro at this now. How many times have you been here? This is my seventh. Seventh. Yeah. For a Virginian... Yeah. For somebody from the state of Virginia, that's a lot of times coming out here to South Bend. Absolutely. I even come out here for hoops. I right. mean, just randomly. And that's cool, guys. And that goes to show you, even though you're a no Someone to- has some weed. I want that. I hear that <laughs> I smelled that. I smell that, that skunk. But, uh, oh, man, I did smell that. Oh, it's Woo! cool. Only in Notre Dame, ladies and gentlemen. Well, not only in Notre Dame, but great historic place. I did a lot of sightseeing. I, I'm very welcoming crowd here. But uh, just wait till you get inside, Jameson. Something like you'll never see again. It is great place. We're looking forward to our next podcast. I will say this, Pat, for the Steins, for the Steins from the state of Virginia, and for you guys to come here as often as you do for an eight-hour drive. I tell you what, you guys are true Irish fans coming coming out here. We're coming again next year. We got Pat's (laughs) brother here, Big Ben. Big Ben Stein. How we doing today, Ben? Who who are we talking to? This is the Cover 3 U Live podcast, bro. You're famous. I'm doing good, buddy. Hey, Cover 3, nice to to be here. All right, man. We appreciate the hospitality. You guys are true Irish fans from the state of Virginia, I'll tell you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Go Irish. All right, good luck to you guys. All right, same to you. Pat, any last words? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Come football Saturday at its finest.
Welcome to Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. We are recording with you for with our, uh, I believe this is our 11th podcast here on the Cover 3U podcast here on November 5th after an exciting week 10 in college football. I am here with Pat, the Irish fan. How you doing, Pat? Oh, just breathing a sigh of relief, Jameson. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm your Hokie fan. And then uh, on the other line, we have Phil, our third degenerate, the Wolverine fan. How you doing, Phil? What's up, guys? Talk to me. All right. Hi, Phil. Did you have, hey, a, Pat. Uh, did you have a good week of college football last week? Lovely. I had a great week. Thank you for asking. I'm awesome. excited to hear about your guys' stories. Well, yeah. So we actually opened up this podcast uh, with a live hearing of Pat and I at South Bend, and we are a little uh, – intoxicated and rowdy you could probably tell we had a good time uh we'll have to meet up and tell you about it but it was quite the experience my friend you're gonna have to check out south bend i'll be going there sometime yeah so uh basically in our live recording pat almost predicted a a score 21 to 20 or excuse me 24 to 20 and uh irish ended up winning 21 to 20 by a point so he was almost close on his guess it was it was a crazy game we had a blast um I'll let, we'll start off by talking about that Notre Dame get Tech game. Did you watch that game at all, Phil? I didn't. I was doing some uh, yard work. I listened to the majority of it, believe it or not. Ah, and and Pat, Pat and I were there live, obviously. Pat, what was your biggest takeaway? We'll kind of recap that game first and maybe recap another ones before we go into some wagers and recaps. But um, what would you take away from that Notre Dame Gia Tech game? It was a good one. It was a damn good football game. It was a good football game. I, I personally feel I'll, I'll – Speak in these terms, Jameson. I will compliment or I will talk about tech. And if you want to talk about Notre Dame, we can take that route since we were both there live. I, I am quite impressed with how tech has, has progressed defensively uh, from the beginning of the year. Um, their front seven, I thought, was fast, um, gave you know, Notre Dame's offensive line, some fits. It didn't help that in the first quarter, uh, Notre Dame lost two of uh, their starting offensive linemen on the right side. But, you know, that happens. That's a game of football. Uh, overall, great experience, great weekend. Uh, wish that, Phil, you were able to join us out there. Um, you know, I, Ian Book throwing the ball 53 times isn't typically the way you're going to win football <laughs> games, but it is what it is. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, my take is, is, um, I mean, clearly Notre Dame isn't the team they were last year. They're not a playoff team. No. They've they've digressed offensively, but that's a damn good defense Notre Dame has. Um, they're still really good football team. They're a top 20 team. I'm proud of Virginia Tech, how they came and competed. It was great hospitality there. Uh, it was a little bit of a cried environment there, Notre Dame, just because Virginia Tech couldn't stop them on two fourth downs, fourth and 10 and a fourth and three, I think. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of defensive backs come out of the game, so we couldn't stop those key throws at the end. And ultimately, Brian Kelly made a gutsy call with that run play on third down. If we tackle them, the clock potentially runs out, and they don't get the fourth play in. Even if they don't, even if they get a playoff, I mean, they're scrambling, and you know who the hell knows? He probably, right. Ian Book probably he freaks out enough whenever he drops right. back the pass, so he probably throws it through the damn upright. But it was a gutsy play call, running in Book on that play to take the to tie the game and eventually take the lead with the extra point, and it, it panned out. It worked out. So while the Hokies shut them down in the second half. 
Notre Dame did what they needed to do offensively when it mattered the most. And that was impressive to drive the ball 87 yards in the final drive to win the game. I was really disappointed that Hendon Hooker couldn't play for the Hokies. We had Quincy Patterson, our third string backup. He's now our second string. But um, I think if Hendon Hooker would have played, we could have put up a little bit more points. But I, I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just proud of the Hokies. There was a heartbreaking loss. I walked out of there really heartbroken. But I'm proud of how they played with Quincy in there instead of Hook, Hooker and um, they're definitely trending in the right direction. And I said when we started off doing two, Virginia Tech just needed to improve and get better, and that's what they're doing. And then and on the Notre Dame side, that was a big win after coming off a devastating loss and, and scoring when it mattered the most. So, Curb stomping cur- the week. Yeah, that was my phrase from the week before. Fucking beating. And so with that being said, that you that curb stomping was by Michigan. And how did you like Michigan this past week against the Phil? They had a pretty solid victory over Maryland. Yeah, sorry, I lost you from that. Yeah, they looked pretty good. They kind of came through and uh, imposed their will. Um, you know, it's exciting to see. I think since that second half against Penn State, they really turned around, started believing in themselves. So I'm hoping they can kind of keep um, big momentum going here. I think they have a uh, bye week this week, um, and then it's at Michigan State. So. I'm hoping they can keep improving and then maybe at least put up a fight against Ohio State here at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure if we could hear you that well, but uh, hopefully we got some of that. Um, so this is what we'll do is I'll go over some of the bet recaps and then we'll take a quick intermission to make sure this podcast is recording uh, clearly for our listeners out there. But to go over bets, to recap all the games, um, I went a solid five and four. That puts me at 51 wins, or excuse me, 67 wins, 49 losses, and two pushes. That keeps me as the overall leader on wagers. Uh, Pat had a devastating week again. He went two and nine. I, right <laughs> no, sir, you're not. He had two bets, the Boston College-Syracuse line and the Miami-Florida State line where you got doubled up on and you lost. Um, on both of those. That puts you at uh, 51, 66, and two pushes. So you're below 500. Yeah, um, no fucking shit. <laughs> and then, Phil, you're the big winner. You went eight and two, man. Good job. Congratulations. That, that gets you closer to 500 in second place. So you, you're a winner for the second week in a row, putting you closer to 500. That puts your overall record at 58 and 61. But eight and two is pretty good, my friend. Good job. Yeah, let's go. I was pretty damn close to setting out as well. The TCU um, could have scored and covered right there. So yeah. I was pretty darn happy with Yeah, TCU couldn't quite cover. If you would have gotten that, uh, you would have been perfect. But the, they did fall to Oklahoma State. That was a good game. But let's take a quick break and make sure this opening record right and clearly for all of our listeners. And uh, maybe we'll touch base on a couple more games and we'll get right into betting. Sound good, guys? Here on Cover 3U, like the fun. College Football Degenerates. Okay, we're back at Cover 3U, the College Football Degenerates. Uh, we had Phil chime in a little bit uh, to give his opening remarks of last week's college football, uh, week 10 of the season. Uh, he's actually going to depart from us for, for the rest of this podcast just due to some uh, – we could hear him, but not clearly. So hopefully you listeners could – uh, listen to some of his intake before we dive into week 11. But uh, it sounded like he enjoyed his uh, week 10 
college football season in the comforts of his own home. Looks like he was busy. He was listening to some games through some radio. Uh, he had a great betting week, 9-2 and two for the week. That brings him back-to-back uh, winner for the last two weeks in wagers, and he's closer to 500 right behind me who's leading, and his Wolverines won. So it sounded like Phil had a good week of college oh, yeah, football. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then you all heard our opener live from South Bend. We hope you all enjoyed that. It was a fun time, great experience. We recapped that game a little bit. We recapped the Michigan a little bit. Before we dive into week 11 of the college football season. Week 11, can you believe November's here? It's crazy, man. This It, it just flies. goes by so fast. It, it, it goes by when you're having a good time, man. Yeah. I, I'm, but, you know, college hoops is around the corner. Maybe we'll do a little wagering throughout the college basketball season. Bring it. <laughs> but uh, before we dive in, with that being said, uh, Phil did give us some games he likes for the week 11, for week 11 of the season. Uh, and before we start placing wagers, any other games you want to talk about? The, the couple games I just wanted to recap, Pat, was um, one, Cincinnati almost lost to East Carolina. Yeah. Not sure if you saw that. They had to basically take a fourth quarter lead after pretty much being down two possessions the whole game. And for being a 17th ranked team in the, in the nation with one loss, you shouldn't be that in a close matchup against an 0-5 conference team like East Carolina. I agree. Uh, and then the other game I wanted to talk about is Kansas State continues to roll. They rolled through Kansas 38-10. to So they didn't have – You and any, I were both pretty high on the, on the Jayhawks last we week. We were. I just didn't think that momentum would carry after that big Oklahoma win. I didn't win. think so either. And, boy – They've proved Skyler Thompson proved us wrong, even though he didn't have a big day passing. He only threw the ball 16 times for 192 or 129 yards. That's he didn't it. have to throw. He didn't have to. They were running all over him and they scored 38 points against the Jayhawks. So kudos to Kansas State for proving me wrong. Yeah, Chris Kleiman. That's going to turn out to be one hell of a hire at yeah. Kansas State. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So look out for Kansas State the rest of the year. Any other games you want to talk about? I mean, the SMU, we didn't get to watch a whole lot. Uh, but Well, that, we watched a little bit at Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. in South Bend and at our hotel room after the game. But by that point, we were three shits to the wind. Yeah, so. and we ended up watching, you know, all of the uh, old uh, Mean Gene Okerlund clips, too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the things you do after a day of drinking. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the SMU, or uh, excuse me, SMU Memphis game was quite entertaining. Uh, SMU made it a game a little bit there late, but um, i tell you, I think Memphis is a real deal. Yeah, I think so, too. And that was a, uh, a wager I placed last week that I, I won. I said there was too much pressure on a school like SMU to win that game on the road, undefeated. I just college. think Memphis is that damn good. I didn't and that too, but but SMU had some pressure. SMU tried to come back with some trickery. They had a reverse yeah. flea flicker that kept them back in the game within a touchdown, but they just could not stop the rushing attack of Memphis. That running back uh, was shedding blocks. He looked good. He had 97 yards, uh, Antonio Gibson. But, yeah, kudos to Memphis. And then uh, kudos to to my rival, Perkins yeah. from UVA. Um, he had a big week. He did. He looked like the Perkins that all UVA fans was hoping for at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. that he's been kind of limited to due to his poor protection. Right. But he looked good. Yeah. He single-handedly beat North Carolina. Oh, and, yeah. and I said North Carolina was now the favorite to win that mess of a division in the ACC. I now – Unfortunately, I have to say it's probably UVA. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. After that, you know, performance by Perkins. So, I, I, it, But the thing is about that, about UVA, you know, and the way Virginia Tech is trending, 
that's shaping up to be quite the matchup on Black Friday, I think. Yeah. The only thing... Is it, is it going to be for a Coastal Championship? Mm, maybe. maybe. It, there's a maybe. possibility. Uh, Tech would have to win this weekend to make that a reality, in uh, my yeah. opinion. But yeah. uh, um, both both teams are trending up, and that's good to see in the Commonwealth. Yeah, great in our home state here. Um, but, yeah, those are the uh, only games we really had to talk about. Tennessee has had a big win in the SEC after a obismal. I guess start. we really can't recap too much because we were. We well, were, we uh, didn't really. <laughs> there's not much we can recap, ladies and gentlemen. We we went to beat ups to watch as much games as we could um, after the game, but we were we started tailgating in South Anna. What nine? No, we we arrived at our tailgate at seven at seven thirty seven thirty, and then we walked <laughs> you all around the campus, and then which came, was beautiful. And we came back, and uh, we started our. We really started getting cranked up about nine thirty. Right. We we got like I said, we got to. We didn't want to start drinking at seven thirty. I mean, with that, and I was taking a tour of the campus of Notre Dame. Saw Touchdown Jesus. Saw all the great sights there, and I didn't feel. I felt guilty from just leaving that to going right into drinking. (laughs) I I, I had zero guilt, but. But, you know, I did, you know, it was nice to see the spiritual side of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It didn't take long to be like, okay, I'm ready to drink. Uh, <laughs> enough spirit time. But, uh, yeah, it was good. Not to get religious on our audience here, but it, it is a cool place. Uh, a very unique Catholic university. But, anyways. Um, you ready to jump into some Let's some do it. Games? All right. Let's, let's do it. Let's not take it a minute. So, we head into week 11 of the college football season. Um, and we'll start off with this one. Uh, a team who we both said should probably be ranked number one in both of our opinions, mm-hmm. uh, probably in Phil's opinion too, who even hates this university, Ohio State. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Ohio State, they have just been blowing the doors off people. I mean, they have. I have not found a weakness. That's from, the thing. From the eye test, and I agree with you. Um, you know, but it's between two teams for me LSU and Ohio State on who should be number one right now. LSU has a better resume, Ohio State. Passes the eye test a little bit more than LSU, in my opinion. Uh, but this I mean, is uh, the reason I put this game on our list this week is. And by the way, four points is a lot of points. Yeah, and by the way, they they play Maryland, and yeah. it's in the Horseshoe at Ohio State, and Ohio State's favored by forty four. Like you said, that's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a ton of points. But Maryland's just ever since after week two, Maryland's just ever been, since Maryland blew the doors off Syracuse, they have just fallen off a cliff. And Syracuse come, is doing the same thing. So I mean, could Ohio State win by fifty? Yeah. Could they win by sixty? Yeah. Could they win by seventy? I think so. But give me the Terps to cover the forty-four. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, here's the thing: Ohio State's coming off a bye. Maryland's coming off a thirty-eight to seven drubbing. To Michigan, who is a team who is probably the hottest team in in the Big Ten, I think right now after uh, outside of Ohio State, uh, yeah, after losing in Wisconsin, Michigan has really turned it around, and Phil has to be really happy with that. And like I said before, I'm going to take Ohio State because I don't see any weaknesses. Like even the slight weakness to where I could see, I, I know it's a lot, but I, Ohio State I think covers that game. So give me the tur- or give me the Buckeyes rather. Does Phil have any action on that? No, Phil does not have any action on that. He probably just looked past that game and wonder why the hell I put it on the list. But 
I was just hoping I could get 44 points, and I'll probably regret it because you all have seen how the last three weeks of mine have gone. It's been fucking terrible. Sure. So out, So that brings to our next game, outside Ohio State and Michigan. The only other two teams that can make noise in the Big Ten, we believe, to win the conference or to be on an, in the nat- national picture is Penn State and Minnesota. They play each other. Minnesota finally takes on some serious competition. Both teams are undefeated. Uh, Penn State goes to Minnesota, and they're favored by six and a half. What is your initial thoughts on that game? Both teams are coming off a bye. Yep, I'm impressed with Penn State. I am. I would almost put them in the top four over Clemson at this point, just based on resume alone. Um, But give me Penn State to cover the six and a half. I'm going to take uh, P.J. Fleck and the Golden Gophers, uh, and my in-laws probably won't like that, but uh, I think Penn State has some work to do offensively, and some people may hear me say that and be like, Jameson, what are you talking about? Um, they're winning games 28-7, to 28-21 over Michigan. I mean, they put up four touchdowns in the last two games against some hefty defense but I don't know. I, I just don't think it's enough. Meanwhile, Minnesota, I don't know. I, I think Minnesota's the more balanced team. I think Penn State's better. I just haven't, I haven't seen enough out of Minnesota in terms of playing decent competition. Yeah, I mean, so. I'm looking at the, their best opponent they've probably played is, I don't know. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I see Penn State winning. By I see 10. Penn State winning by a field goal or four points or like six points, maybe two field goals. I think Minnesota is going to keep this a close game for a long time, for four quarters. So does uh, Phil have any action? Uh, no, no action from Phil on that one. Moving on, Vanderbilt goes to Florida. Florida is, would you say, officially out of the SEC race uh, after that loss last week? They, they, It'll be damn near impossible for yeah. them to play in the SEC championship. However, they are favored by 26 against Vandy. Thoughts? Florida's defense is impressive. Kyle Trask, I think, is also trending positive. Um, that was a good game. Um, from everything I read and I watched some of the highlights, you know, we were, again, we were – you know, I did watch. I watched a recap yesterday of the mm-hmm. Florida Georgia game. So, and here's my concern: Is Georgia as good as we thought? No, I don't think so. Okay, because and this isn't a crack in Notre Dame, but you know they put up compared to like the rest of the SEC, compared mm-hmm. to LSU, Alabama, even maybe you know, I I don't know. Like they they kind of struggled against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a top 20 team, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but I'm talking like they're not the top 10, top 5 like we maybe thought. Mm-hmm. Um but then again, you know, that big loss to Michigan, you know, 3 quarters of that game was played in a monsoon. They just didn't handle it well. Notre Dame didn't. So, true. I, it, it's it's but Georgia, Georgia lost to South Carolina at home. So, you know, it's um Does I, Phil have any action on this game? No, Phil does not. Actually, excuse me. Phil liked Penn State. I apologize. I had my phone covering that up. Are you okay getting doubled up on that one? Yeah, get, double me up okay. on the Penn State game. I don't care. Sorry about that. I won't be surprised if Penn State covers, but I, I think Minnesota is good enough to keep that a four-quarter football game. The question is with that Penn State game is, 
is it a touchdown or I don't think they're going to lose by more than a touchdown and the spread's seven and a half. So the only way, the only way I lose that bet, I think, is if it's a touchdown. But yeah. Anyways, back to the anyway, Florida Vandy game. I moved game. my phone so I can actually. See so it. back to the Florida Vandy game. Does Phil have 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 Vandy? Uh, no. Does he have Florida? No. Okay. I'm gonna so pass has, on this game. You're gonna pass. Yeah. Okay, because you're talking like you were gonna take Florida, and I was thinking about taking Vandy. Yeah. If anything, I'd take Vandy. Really? This game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just think Florida's they're a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah, twenty six is a good, good bit of points, but I don't know. Vandy has lost by twenty six or close to it to a lot of teams this year. But Vanderbilt sucks. Um, so no action though. No, no action. Baylor at TCU. Baylor's favored by two. Um, who do you like? Both Baylor did. Baylor let me down. I lost uh, – they did not cover against West Virginia last week. Uh, Charlie Brewer didn't perform like I thought he would against the Mountaineers. Ne- but Neil Brown has West Virginia really trending up, I think. I think that would you, – you think about the hires that were made last offseason with Chris Kleiman, which we touched on with Kansas State, and then Neil Brown with West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I think both of those hires are fantastic hires. I think West Virginia will easily be a top 15 team. If not next year, the year after. I, I would agree. As much as I hate to say it, uh, the, the way he's competing against heavy competition in the Big 12, from a Big 12 picture anyway, I think he'll be in the Big 12 picture really soon. Phil likes Baylor in this game. I think I'm going to go the other side and take TCU. Really? Yeah. I like TCU's defense. As a matter of fact, I think Baylor's going to go to... Where is TCU even located? They're going to go TCU and lose. <laughs> um, yeah, I like TCU's defense a lot. Um, the one of the we say it every week. TCU has a good defense, and you know what? Give me uh, after that. Di- um, I feel like Baylor should. You know, I want to stay away from the game. Um, I feel like Baylor should put up more points against West Virginia, but that isn't as uncommon as it. Appears as you when you look at their schedule, so I'm going to stay away from it. Okay, West Virginia is trending in the right direction, but I think Baylor is good. I think maybe they just lost a game or they won the West Virginia game, they just didn't perform as well as they should have. But right, TCU, uh, I don't know, I don't like it. So, but you guys have action. We got paper, yeah, we have paper. We've, we've got paper on uh. Three of the four games so far. Ooh, we got some heavy action, baby. I like it. I need, right. I need to do something this week. All right. Texas Tech at West Virginia. Talking about West Virginia, they take yeah. on Texas Tech. So Texas Tech. We already touched a little bit on, on West Virginia. What do you think of Texas Tech and this, uh, you know, they've been playing a backup quarterback for what, the last three weeks? Mm-hmm. Guy has a little bit of legs on him. He's been performing all right. Um, they were off last week. Their last game was against Kansas a couple weeks ago. They lost by three. Uh, but this Duffy kid for Texas Tech um, has some legs. He can sling it in that Texas Tech offense. What do you think? I, I think Texas Tech is good enough to beat West Virginia by more than two and a half. They're definitely going to win the game, even though West Virginia is trending in the right direction. Um, give me Texas Tech. Phil has Texas Tech as well. I'm going to break the trend. I'm going with uh, the Mountaineers. I think they're going to win the game at home. Okay. Should be a good game. Um, and that's not a bad bet on your end. West Virginia has shown that they can compete under their new coach, even with their quarterback challenges. West Virginia's problem is offense. I don't think they can score enough points and keep up with Texas Tech. Um, and I like Duffy 
I think Duffy's the type of quarterback who runs around a little bit and slings it to where, you know, they can they can really break that West Virginia defense. Um, so we you got doubled up there? Yeah, I did. I got doubled up. So what do you think of this Florida State at Boston College? We head into the ACC. Boston College ran all over Syracuse. That's two weeks in a row, that two and running backs. Everyone's been running all over Syracuse, though. But uh, Boston College did it against, uh, was it Louisville the week uh-huh. before, I think? Um, I believe it was Louisville. But I like Boston College to continue this rushing attack, even though their quarterback's out for the year with A.J. Dillon. And even that other kid at running back, I think his last name is Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have another big day rushing against a Florida State team who just fired their head coach, mm-hmm. Riley Taggart, which I don't know. I, to give a coach two and a half seasons, as bad as it looks, that's just – He coached 21 games. That's pathetic. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 21 games is ridiculous. And and I'm not saying that he was the guy and that he wouldn't eventually get fired. or, But, like, dude, like, you, you – you need a bigger sample size than that. But anyway, we won't dive in too much into that. There was rumors that Stoops was going to be their new coach, but now yeah. those are kind of fading. That's been, yeah, that's been kind of put to bed, I yeah. think. Um, why, why would he go there? I don't I don't know why anyone would go to Florida State. Yeah. If you told me, hey, do you want to come to a school? We just fired a guy. We gave him 21 games to improve uh, our Florida State football team. I, I don't feel like f you. I need at least four seasons. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel too bad for Willie Taggart. They gave him seventeen point five million dollars to sit on his ass if and, that's what he wants to do. And it was a bad hire. Yeah. It just. But you made the hire. Commit to it for the a period of time. A period of time to see if it works. You committed. You made that hire. You got to see if it pans out. Rather, it was the, I think it was. That's where they made the mistake was hiring right. to begin with. But anyways, Florida State's in disarray. I feel like A.J. Dillon goes in there and has another big day. Boston College easily wins by more than a point and a half. Uh, Phil has Boston College. I would take Boston College as well. Okay, moving on. We Florida State's a mess. Um, Georgia Tech at Virginia. I was just hyping on the Who's as much as I hated to do it after that big UNC win. Perkins had a big day. They are favored by 15 against Georgia Tech. Everybody seems to be covering against Georgia Tech other than Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think? I'm going to take the Who's here. I think they found something last week against North Carolina. Georgia Tech still, you know, it's going to take them a couple of years, I think, before they're really going to be able to to compete in the ACC, um, give me the Hoos to cover the fifteen. Yeah, I'm gonna. I would take the Hoos too. Does Phil have Georgia Tech? Uh, not? Phil does not have any action on this game. Yeah, Perkins had a hell of a game last week against UNC. He was the Perkins that UVA fans were hoping for. Uh, he had five touchdowns. Um, again, I think UVA is the favorite to win the ACC Coastal, but that doesn't mean squat. It's gonna. I think it's gonna come down. I'm not saying the Virginia Tech UVA game winner is gonna win the Coastal Division, but that game's going to determine a ACC Coastal winner if right. that makes sense. Makes complete uh, sense. I, I don't know if Virginia Tech will necessarily win the Coastal if they beat UVA, but UVA could lose that. The only way UVA loses the Coastal title is if they lose to Virginia Tech. In my mind. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. We got. We got, let's see, I mean, they're going to have the tiebreaker over North Carolina. Um, I think it's going to come down to, frankly, either Virginia Tech or UVA. Yeah, you, you may be right. Um, you may be right, but look out for, this sounds a little crazy, 
But if some crazy stuff happens, look out for Miami. Because Miami has that tiebreaker against UVA. That is true. Um, and I think Miami is trending in the right direction. But we won't talk about that anymore. Um, I think Miami could put themselves back in this. I think they have three ACC losses. And if Miami wins out, the Hokies go into um, Charlottesville and beat UVA to give them three conference losses. You can look at Miami hoisting the ACC Coaster Talk. Oh, yeah. With that being said, let's take a quick intermission, Pat, and uh, we'll cover the rest of these games here on Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. All right, welcome back to Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. Um, Heading, let's talk some more about some Week 11 games. Uh, Let's do a quick lightning round of four games. We do this periodically here on the podcast where I just give you games and you tell me if you or Phil have action and have action we'll play some wagers okay stanford at colorado stanford's favored by three give me stanford give me colorado okay phil have anything no uh usc at arizona state arizona state is favored by two phil does not have anything jameson what do you think i like i like usc i do too so no action I mean, that Washington win USC had was pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, next one is Illinois at Michigan State. Illinois with the big upset against Wisconsin. Michigan State with what we thought was a great defense. Michigan, Phil, Michigan. Phil and I both like Illinois. Ooh. Give me Michigan State. I like that Michigan State defense, even though they have been exploited at times. This is a, They can't score. This is a big game for Michigan State. Big game. Um. Appalachian State at South Carolina. South Carolina's favored by five. Uh, Phil likes App State. I'm not going to touch this game. I don't either. I think App State might go in there and win. I also think South Carolina has the potential to blow them out. Okay. Uh, Before I talk about this game, let's talk about some other ones. Um, Notre Dame at Duke. You're Irish, my friend. Favored by eight. They're favored by eight, and they go to Duke. I think they're going to be able to – I think they're going to be able to keep – what is that, Quentin Harris? Is that his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. Quentin Harris. Uh, they'll be able to keep him under control. Um, give me the Irish to cover. Uh, Phil also likes Notre Dame to cover. Yeah, I, I don't think – Come on, Jamison. I don't think Duke is as good as they were against Virginia Tech. The only reason they won big against Virginia Tech, and let's be honest, that's their marquee win this year. Um, they struggled against UVA in a lot of ways. This is the second time I would take Notre Dame. The only other time I bet Notre Dame to cover was against Bowling Green. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, Duke's big only marquee win was against Virginia Tech, if you can call it that. And that was when we were starting a totally different quarterback. That's when our young defense was still trying to sort itself out. Um, we have diff- you know, we have such a young team of Virginia Tech that was placing players in and out, and I think we finally found what works. And at that time when we played Duke, we Virginia Tech didn't. Not to talk about the Hokies, but my point is – is Duke is not as good as that Virginia Tech win. And since then, they've lost to UVA. They've lost North Carolina, who are good teams. But I think Notre Dame is just as good as those teams, if not better. So I, I think Notre Dame covers. I'm going to stay away from it. Um, I, again, Notre Dame's not a playoff top 10 team, but their defense is really stout. They just need to score more points. They'll definitely score enough to win by more than eight, though, against Duke. Kansas State at Texas. Texas is favored by seven. What are your thoughts there? Kansas State at Texas. Why Texas is favored by seven here, I will never know. But give me K-State along with Phil. Phil also likes K-State. 
Really? Why? So why are you all against Texas? They've been struggling here lately, huh? Yeah. I mean, frankly, I think they're beat up on defense. I think Skyler could have a field day. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. The way on, the, the way Kansas State has looked since Oklahoma and now, that may be a lock in my mind. Um, That's a weird line. They're begging people to, to take to Texas. Take, yeah. Well, you mean take Kansas State. Or they're saying, oh, well, a lot of people aren't paying attention to college football. They look at, oh, why is Texas only favored by seven against Kansas State? Yeah. Whereas... It's yeah, not necessarily the case. So anyway, it is that. You know what? Screw it. Give me the Longhorns, baby. The eyes of Texas are beyond you. Mm-hmm. Give me the Longhorns. They just lost to TCU by ten. That's a hell of a defense. They took care of Kansas, who's trending in the right direction, only by two. So my only problem is, is Texas defense is abysmal. However, it's at Texas. Whatever. Give me Texas. Um, my Hokies take on a very, very, very good Wake Forest team. Their uh, only loss was against Louisville. They're ranked 22 in the country. I think Wake Forest is underrated for being 7-1. and one. Their defense has question marks, but their offense puts up so many points, and they're so fast-paced, I don't think that matters. I think our young defense, is, while they're training in the right direction, is going to struggle against that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to touch this game more because I need to know for a fact if Hendon Hooker is playing because – I think we're going to have to win in a shootout a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when Georgia Tech ran that tri- triple option, Virginia Tech struggled with it. And this is not the triple option, but very similar style to it. So um, I, if Hinton Hooker was definitely playing, I would take the Hokies just because they're improving so well on both sides of the ball. I'm going to stay away from it. What do you think? And, and and Tech has had some health issues here and there. Yeah, I mean, I think coming out of the Notre Dame game, and I've been thinking about this one a little bit more as the podcast has gone on, um, I think I'm going to stay away from it as well. My initial thought would be, oh, I think Tech played really well last week, but they also came out a little banged up. And you bring up Hendon Hooker, I agree with that. I don't know if Tech's going to be able to score with Wake if Wake gets on a roll. Yeah. Um, you're going to so, run out of possessions with yeah, Wake because exactly. they're going to control the ball and, and the time and pace. And so they, the key Phil, is Phil tech- has Wake. Phil has Wake. I'm going to stay away from this game. My initial thought was, oh, I'll take Tech, but I'm going to stay away. Yeah, I want to stay away from it. Defense is banged up a little bit while they're improving. I don't know if Hendon Hooker is going to be back. We're going to have to keep this position. You know, Y'all staying down there Saturday night? No, we're not. It's a 3.30 kick, so I'll be down there, um, of course, and probably come back that night. But uh, go Hokies, big game. If you want to stay in that ACC coastal hunt, Lane Stadium will be rocking. And they're honoring legendary Bud Foster during that game. Oh, good. um, His last season, defensive coordinator for Virginia Tech, they're honoring him. So maybe they'll have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh, for that. But Louisville goes to Miami. Miami is six-and-a-half-point favorites. Like I said before, I I don't know, something about Miami. I think that Georgia Tech – Whatever that happened against Georgia Tech happened. But I think Miami is really talented enough on the defensive side. Their biggest weakness is offensive line. I don't know if Louisville can exploit that um, because everybody is scoring points on Louisville. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they can exploit Miami's number one weakness, which is the offensive line. And I think Miami's trending in the right direction. I like Miami to cover six and a half easily. Okay. Phil has Louisville. I'm going to pass on this game. Put paper. Miami's defense is really good. They're starting to force turnovers What's again. What's our line on that one? Six and a half. 
And while I like Louisville and the way they're going, I, I think... Talking about hires, Scott Satterfield is another good one. Yep. What about Iowa-Wisconsin? Wisconsin's favored by eight and a half. A defensive team going against a strong run. This is up. this is a weird game, I think. You know, I think both teams, you know, obviously like to establish the run and all that good stuff. You know, good old classic Big Big Ten football. Uh, but give me Wisconsin to cover um, the eight and a half. I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, Phil it, doesn't have anything. Jonathan either. Taylor's going to have to run well against a really good Iowa defense to stay in the Heisman race. Um, I'm going to stay away from it. What about Missouri at Georgia? Georgia's favored by 17. That's an interesting line. Give me Georgia. I think Georgia's trying to find some swagger. Phil, Although I did say in this podcast, they're not as good as we thought. Yeah, they're I agree. They're still with good. Them. I agree. There's with a them. big difference between a top five team, top six team, and a top 20 team. There's a huge difference in college football. I think I Georgia's think. playing with a chip on your shoulder, and I would take them as well. Um, Missouri's trending down. So, yeah. And Phil has Georgia as well. So, all three of us. Would take Georgia to cover that by 17 points. Interesting. I don't feel that comfortable about it, so I don't want to put it down as a lock. But, I mean, that's how we all three feel. How about Clemson? Another big spread for them to cover against the Wolfpack of NC State. 31 and a half. What do you think? Uh, well, I'll speak for Phil first. He wants Clemson. Uh, 31 and a half night game in Raleigh. Give me NC State to cover. The <laughs> Give me 31. the Tigers. All right. Give me the Tigers, man. You're hating on Clemson a little bit because their schedule is weak. Their schedule is more than uh, weak. I'm telling you, man, they're still really, really good. And I think uh, we'll see. Uh, Give me the Tigers. Give me the Tigers. We'll see how it all – we'll find out how Clemson – I don't think NC State's good, but 31 and a half is a big number. We'll start finding out how good Clemson is once they hit the ACC Coastal, once they hit the ACC Championship game, because I do think whoever wins that Coastal Division is going to put up a good fight against Clemson. I do, within a couple possessions, um, because I do think there's a, the, the Coastal is a little deeper, top to bottom, than the than the than the Atlantic. But uh, and I then would we'll, agree with that. And then we're really going to find out how good they are once they get in the College Football Playoff if they get there. Mm-hmm. If they get l- there. look out for that ACC Championship game, that could sneak up on them. Um, and look out for Wake. Uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma. Iowa State at, at Oklahoma. What do Oklahoma's we trying to get back in the mix. And it's at Oklahoma. If it's at uh, Iowa State, I would take Iowa State. I'm going to stay away from it. Okay. Oklahoma's favored by 14. All right. So speaking for Phil, he has Iowa State. I am going to go with Oklahoma to cover the 14. I don't think uh, Iowa State's going to be oh, able to. Okay. So you guys got paper. Yeah. Are you going to get – do you already pass on this one? I did pass. Um, I do like Jalen Hurts to have another big day. Um, you know, he he had uh, 235 yards against Texas, three touchdowns Brock and a Purdy's pick. Brock done a hell of a job with uh, how many t- How many times has Hurts uh, thrown for over 200 and rushed for 100 in a football game? I feel like he's done that every week. He did it again last week against Texas. Yeah. I mean, so, that, he just does that. You know what? Give week. me Oklahoma. Okay, we're gonna double up, Phil. Give me Oklahoma. Did I talk you into that just by? You did. Uh, I'm just talking about Jalen Hurts. Got me all excited. He's are good. you able to stand up? Or are you? Gonna- yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so we'll close the podcast on this wager, and then we're going to a two minute drill, which belongs to actually Phil. So what we're gonna do is we I'm- got two left. Oh, we got two left. Yeah. Oh, you want Wyoming, Boise State? Yeah. I, I want. What do you want? Of- I don't want any action on that. I want Wyoming. You I don't want to take Boise? No. Come on. No, I don't want to touch that game. I think Boise's 
what, their best win against Florida State was the first of the year? Yeah. How good does that look now? It, exactly. Boise State's garbage. I think they could win by 12 and a half, but I'd take no, Wyoming. I would take Wyoming, too. Somebody want to take Boise. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. All right. Now to the big <laughs> kicker. College game day. Number one versus number two. LSU at Alabama. Bama's favored by six and a half. I said earlier, LSU has the better resume top to bottom this year. But Alabama's the better team. I like Bama. I don't know if they can cover six and a half. I think they win. I think it's going to be a good game. I think they win by like six or three. Uh, the spread kind of reminds me of the Penn State-Minnesota game. I think it's going to be a similar outcome. It's going to mm-hmm. be a field goal, two field goal game. I'm going to stay away from it because of the spread, but I do like Alabama to win the game. I would agree to a certain extent. Is two a plan? He practiced, from what I heard, he practiced twice last week, and they are split in what Nick Saban said. What can you believe? But what he said sure, was... you can't believe it. Either. I mean, he that they're splitting reps this week, 50-50, game-time decision. Two is playing. Is he going to be effective? I don't know. Did you hear that Alabama fans are willing to uh, surgically donate their ankles to Tua, if it was possible? Uh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I read a funny. Uh, you ever watch those videos, SEC shorts? Oh no, I haven't watched. Check that. it out; they're pretty funny. Right, Check it out, listeners; they're funny. They do. Phil, little Phil and I both like uh, LSU here. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from it. I, I like Bama to win, and I want to pull for LSU, so I don't want to place bets. But I think Bama wins by a field goal. That's my opinion. Burrow's going to have to continue his confidence on the road. Part though. of me's going in here thinking that LSU not only wins, but they win by a touchdown. Okay. Well, you're not going to get action from me, my friend. Joe Burrow is probably one of the more, most confident quarterbacks in the country right now for LSU. Um, it's not going to face Coach him. O is doing a great job, I tell you. So Joe Brady, offensive coordinator, is doing an even better job. So with that being said, that includes our wagers for the week. Uh, Phil is supposed to have another two-minute drill. That's two weeks in a row. He's not here. Maybe I'll record it separately and add it to this podcast. If not, uh, we will just close out with his fight song, and we appreciate you listening to Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. Maybe what we'll do is we'll just um, we'll just get his four-minute drill for the last two weeks next week yep. to open up the podcast. Enjoy week 11, everybody. All right. Happy college football.